Welcome to episode 5 of the Right Side Up podcast. I'm Janine. And I'm Riley. Today we will be discussing the logistics of social media regulation and whether or not it should be governmentally regulated. Hello, I will be the special guest on this week's episode. I'm Alexandria and I am a rising senior. I live in a small town in rural Illinois along the Mississippi River. I enjoy piano, acting, and community service projects. I also lead the UNICEF club at my school. And I was recently voted in to be the 2020-2021 student body president. In my spare time, I love to paint and spend time with friends and family. Also, I am so excited to be here today to discuss social media regulation. That's so awesome, Alexandria. We're really happy to have you. So I guess the first way we should start out is platform on social media regulation. So I have a pretty moderate moderate view of what should happen as far as social media regulation goes. Um, I think that social media should not be regulated to um, an extreme degree by any means. Um, I think that it's more heavily regulated right now than it should be. Um, But I also understand that it's often private companies that um, run social media, so they technically have the right to... um, to make certain regulations a thing. Um, However, I even think that certain political views um, and everything should not be censored because that could possibly lead to a slippery slope situation um, where not only are people, um, do they have like a limited amount of free speech, but also where um, only certain viewpoints are being shown at all and kind of creating an echo chamber effect. Um, So I think that regulation should be um, minimized as much as possible um, when it comes to social media, especially. Yeah, so I can completely understand that. Um, Janine, what's your view on social media regulation? I completely see where Alexandria is coming from, and for the most part, I agree. But right now, I do think there is little to no scrutiny from the government to prevent activities such as harassment and cyberbullying, personal information stealing and terrorist communications and encouragement and whatnot, and B, to ensure that the web in general is helpful to society. So I do think that social media platforms should regulate, somewhat regulate what's posted and the accuracy of the posts so that it won't lead to false reporting on certain events or a lot of one-sided facts or anything. So I can also see where you're coming from. So at this time, if you guys have certain questions about each other's views, because I think there's a pretty good understanding of what you guys believe in, so. Okay, Alexandria, I hope, I wanna ask you a question. So you said that it's a little more regulated now than it should be. So what what do you think is too regulated right now? Um, Okay, so a recent example that comes to mind. um, So currently, there is a lot of um, news related to coronavirus um, and just um, the the outrage caused by coronavirus. Um, And I know that YouTube was um, censoring videos that Um, were even by doctors and by nurses that were saying that they didn't um, see it as as big of a deal as the World Health Organization was saying that it was. 
and I think that that sort of um, regulation is not um, promoting a sort of like discourse between people because it's showing a very one-sided view of um, the situation, especially because um, these views as well were coming from doctors and nurses that were specifically dealing with patients who had coronavirus. And so um, if we are only looking at um, at sources that say the World Health Organization or the CDC is putting out specifically um, to promote or to make common a certain viewpoint. I think that um, it disregards other experts completely, um, which can definitely become a negative. Um, and if we're moving past um, coronavirus related news um, into just more um, political based news, um, then there will be issues as regarding, oh, who can say what without it getting censored or taken off the site completely because YouTube was taking down many videos just for the sake of um, their, their reasoning was, oh, this disagrees with um, the advice of um, the World Health Organization. And I don't think that um, just for disagreeing, they should have their viewpoint taken down um, because they were not even saying don't wear masks or anything like that. They were just saying that they didn't personally believe that coronavirus was as serious as um, as was being made a common viewpoint by news and social media in general. Oh, that is very true. And I see exactly where you're coming from. And I do agree with that. But I do also think that we should have some sort of regulation for social media because platforms are what we call narrowcasters, meaning that they personalize exactly what you see and that they take or web engines take personal information like locations, common searches and ad views and share them with third party websites oftentimes without your knowledge. So I think that shouldn't exactly be possible. They shouldn't be able to do that because it's a violation of everybody's privacy. And so they really should regulate this. And right now they also, for the most part, don't regulate what their users post and whether the posts are accurate. And if somehow an inaccurate post makes it on the headlines, it's it might lead to false reporting on things that are happening in the world. And this, I'm thinking it slightly contradicts with what you say, but I don't mean it to be on coronavirus or anything big. I do think that everything deserves a stance and every stance deserves to be heard, whether it's agreed upon or not. But I think we shouldn't have false reporting. So let's say, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but let's just say someone's talking about, talk, someone's taking, saying something completely false about the city mayor, let's just say. And that post is on social media, it gets retweeted and whatever other social media terms, you know, spread through the internet then that is not good either because what the news outlets are gonna see on their pages and what everybody else is gonna see is 
not a true report on what's happening or what the person stands for. So in that sense, I do think that social media should be regulated. But touching upon what you said about them regulating and restricting users from watching people that disagree with the World Health Organization, that part definitely should not exist because even though someone disagrees with an expert, it's not like they're spouting complete nonsense. I mean, if they are, then I don't know, maybe don't post it on the internet. But for the most part, if you're just voicing your opinion on what you think about this whole situation, I don't think it should be restricted. Yeah, and so I have another question, unless you have a question, because I did ask the last one. Oh, yeah, no, um, I completely understand your viewpoint, um, and I just wanted to respond quickly in saying that, like, um, I I agree with, like, the false, um, um, ma like, ensuring that false information does not spread, especially dealing with people and like their viewpoints. I think that the um, like mayor example was particularly interesting because um, that is almost like um, def um, like defamation of character. And I think that maybe that almost falls more into what one could say is like bullying or harassment, which this site um, could regulate more heavily in my opinion than say like political beliefs or um or anything i think that my only concern is um allowing a social media magnate like twitter or facebook or instagram to get to decide which um viewpoint and which side of things is the correct side um and then also i think um things can become problematic too if um, if news outlets such as CNN or the Wall Street Journal are able to take what's said on social media and use it in their stories without um, researching further um, and just addressing things um, from their own end as opposed to um, just saying, oh, okay, well, on social media we read this and a lot of people reposted it, so it's probably true. Um, as a um reporting network they should um be encouraged and actually probably um required to do a certain amount of their own research to contribute um as opposed to just furthering the echo chamber even more um so i think that that would be my only point there um dealing with um trying to represent information accurately but otherwise, yeah, you can ask your next question and everything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do see that. That is true. So I guess essentially what I was saying, and I, I, will, I do have a question, oh, yeah. but I'm going to put that on hold for a second. Okay. So right now, and I, right now, I'm more talking about those news outlets that are smaller and Right now, I'm kind of thinking of celebrity stuff, like, you know, those small paparazzi oh, yeah. that will report on everything they do. Like, that kind of stuff. You don't really want that out there because I'm going to refer back to the mayor example because that was my original one. Yep. Let's say some small news outlet does an article about how the mayor 
I don't know, picks his nose. We'll go with that. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and then they posted around, and then other small news outlets also posted. And being the small news outlets they are, and I see this around too, they don't exactly fact check their stuff with, say, the original person or someone close to the original person. And with that, it can already spread. I'm not too worried about bigger news outlets like Fox and CNN and whatnot, because I trust that they do research their stuff before they post it, or they better. <laughs> um, so that isn't really the issue. And one more thing. So influencers on social media platforms, they can choose to spread false information at their will, which really should not be the case. So with regulation, people can be held accountable for their misinformation rather than the platform themselves being held accountable for what their users say. And by regulation, I don't think we clarify this before. By regulation, I'm saying more governmental regulation rather than each social media platform so that you don't have different regulations spanning throughout every single social media platform. So right now, influencers with no experience in a given field, they sometimes endorse things that people in that field say are not good simply because they're either being paid to do so or somehow they use it and it works. But this might be harmful because they don't exactly know what they're talking about. And right now, I'm thinking of one specific person. Um, so, you know, or not the specific person, but like the whole Kardashian-Jenner clan. They endorse weight loss lollipops and drinks to have in place of meals. And that's not healthy for especially their younger audience, but just for their audience throughout, because doing these kinds of things are not good for them and they shouldn't be able to have such, they shouldn't be able to use such a huge platform to endorse such harmful products. So, I don't know. What do you think about that part specifically? Of so, that part about influencers in particular, and especially like the Kardashian-Jenner um, family, I, I think that that is a really interesting point because um, I do see how um, their actions can be harmful and that they probably aren't receiving a lot of um, like vocal pushback from individuals that are on their same caliber of fame, um, at least on social media. Um, however, I also think that um, regulation, even in that degree of regulation at all, could be a negative thing there because right now, um, people will most likely have the opportunity to comment and share and say, um, look what they're doing. This isn't cool. This isn't okay. Um, and that sort of thing, um, when it comes to regulation, but I also understand that they can turn off their comments. They can, um, they can self-regulate what's on their page almost. And, I think that there are definitely some negatives in doing that, but if people, if individuals in general were prevented from, from doing endorsement deals and um, sharing their thoughts on different products and everything 
their personal beliefs on their different products that they use, I think that also that could become um, a limiting um, thing for social media, for any influencer, um, even if it is helpful advice. So I think that maybe one way to look at this could be, yes, there are so many bad scenarios when it comes to um, what influencers and just in general people are putting out as far as information goes, um, that could be harmful to others. But also on the same end, there's a lot of really, really helpful information that's being put out and spread um, in the exact same way. So if we regulated one um, part of it, but not another, then, okay, well, then you get into the issue of, could you not have the good side at all? Or who is determining what is a good product to, um, to spread around. Um, so if, say, all dieting information was regulated by the government for all social media outlets, I feel that that could get really messy because then no one could share dieting or exercising tips at all. Um, and um, like we were talking about before with the whole coronavirus and expert um, thing, obviously, if we let experts share their opinion, um, and then we don't let ordinary people or even larger influencers share theirs, then it's sort of like, oh, there's only one way to go about this issue. Um, and I think that it just becomes really tricky. So um, that's why I would be weary about um, regulating one thing completely, just because of the issues that could arise from that could cause regulation on both ends and people could not be getting um, the helpful information that they need um, or even um, creating bad publicity for certain companies that sort of deserve it. If, um, if people are trying their products, if more people are trying their products and being able to spread also information that this product doesn't work, it was harmful to me, etc., cetera, um, then that can also be um, a good way in which the social media um, or lack of social media regulation could be helpful. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. We shouldn't regulate everything in one field. Um, because that isn't incredibly helpful either, like you said. But I think what I'm more gearing towards is that we should, let's say, ban talking about something that is widely recognized, ban endorsing something, we'll say that, that is widely known to be harmful to individuals, much like the like I said earlier, the Kardashian-Jenner clan is doing with body negativity in this case. They're kind of promoting that because these products that they're endorsing are widely known to be harmful, non-FDA approved, and known to cause side effects that would give you pain and I don't want to say suffering, but I can't think of any other words. It would give you discomfort just so you can have the right look. And I don't think that's necessarily right, given that the Kardashian-Jenner clan in particular, and this isn't just aimed at them, but for anybody that's doing these endorsements for things that are widely known to be harmful, they don't exactly have the background to be able to say, oh, look, this is helping me. 
because I saw this on a website that I, and all sources will be linked in the description for the podcast episode. I saw this on a website saying, and yeah, I completely agree with it. And it says that they don't have any background, one. Two, they surely did not get to the way they look now by only using these things. So one, they don't have the experience and two, they don't have the background and people like that shouldn't be allowed to endorse a product because like I said earlier, and I keep saying, referring back to, they don't have the knowledge to talk about it and they also don't have the experience with using it and don't experience the downsides and all the harmful side effects. So in this case, I think definitely the regulation should be worded um, somewhat loosely so that it's not restricting everybody from talking about this. And of course, anything that you put out there, like any law or any statute or anything, it's definitely open to interpretation. But I just think that people with no background and especially with no experience and no knowledge of the product's issues and harmful effects should not be endorsing them to such a wide audience. And even if they don't have a very big audience, they're advertising it to someone and that someone might suffer from their mistake, for lack of a better word, of posting this out on the internet. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I completely understand. um, And like, I do um, sort of agree. I just also have like concerns about like where as far as like um, how much people could regulate it to a helpful degree without it also being to a harmful degree um, as well, sort of finding that happy medium. And also um, on one of um, my sources, which I think is this is a really interesting um, viewpoint that goes back to more like the political discussion of regulation in social media. Um, It's specifically about Holocaust deniers, which I am very definitely not one of those people. Um, And there are not many of those people. And so many experts and so many people in general just around the world, the majority of people are not the Holocaust deniers. They are very the Holocaust did obviously happen and it was a very terrible thing and it's crazy and kind of crude that people would say that it didn't happen. But um, in the article um, that I was referencing, they're discussing how actually instead of saying those people shouldn't have a voice, the Holocaust deniers shouldn't have a voice, they shouldn't be able to say the Holocaust didn't happen, they should be able to say it so that people in their comment sections or in their um, direct messaging um, setups so that they can address these people's beliefs and hopefully change them. Because also I think people have a tendency to um, go with the masses a lot of times um, with certain viewpoints. So if a lot of people are coming at them saying, the Holocaust did happen. This is a thing that happened was terrible. And, um, you know, we're actually offended that you would say that it didn't. That sort of thing might be more productive because 
it will engage people in sort of this discourse and everything with each other. And I think almost the same thing can be said for, um, for what you're talking about, about different, well, I think the dieting thing in particular is a unique example because that's sort of like a medicine, sort of like medicinal related thing. And so that's touchy um, as far as maybe things that you would ingest should be, <laughs> there should be certain things going against um influencers promoting that but i think that in general at least um almost having this bad information out there is important so that people can combat it with good information and not only um create more oh this is the actual factual way that this happened or oh this is the right side of things um but as opposed to that um also changing the person's mind or at least sort of preventing them from continuing the sharing of false information um, so that they don't do it in the future with less um, with less controversial things that people would just automatically agree upon. So say if um, Kylie Jenner was spreading all the stuff about dieting or whatever, and then she got a lot of fallout for that, then people wouldn't necessarily be so apt to trust her on her next post of whatever she was endorsing. And I think that that's also an important thing too, so that it um, sort of not only stops the spread of a certain kind of post or um, a certain genre, we'll say, of something, but it also prevents someone um, who has a certain personality or a certain tendency to post without um, proper research or just sort of um, more crude opinions um, from them personally deciding to change that about themselves and then it no longer affecting other individuals. Oh yeah, yes, I definitely agree with what you're saying here. That is a very good point. You want to, I guess in this sense, you want to share your opinions so that you can be wrong and everybody can tell you that you're wrong. Because conspiracy theories are always going to be out there and no amount of regulation is ever going to stop that. But in order to try to put a stop to that, you got to say it so that people can tell you why that's so wrong. And that is a very good point and I do completely agree with that. And like I said earlier, naysayers are going to be naysayers, but it's fine, you can voice your opinions so that it can be um, invalidated by others so that you won't try to say it again. Um, and I'm thinking more towards things that are harmful towards a certain demographic, but just anything in particular. Don't, I mean, don't keep it to yourself. Share it so that people can tell you why this is a harmful viewpoint. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, if you guys have any other questions for each other, I know I certainly have a few questions. Um, I guess I'll ask Janine first. Um, my question for you would be definitely with these endorsement deals, I can see kind of like how it can go 
wrong because they don't have the experience or the knowledge or really the background to be promoting something like that. Um, so I guess my question for you would be like, how do you know where to stop that? Because I think at some point it's up to the consumer to do the research when they're buying a product. Um, I don't think it's the place of the government to be telling them they shouldn't be buying a product. I think that, like Alexandra was saying, that can definitely be a slippery slope. So I guess if you have any suggestions as to how you would kind of remedy that situation, because you're starting to put like regulations on free trade. So, yeah. Yeah. So something we could do with that is that maybe have the government just say first that we shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, I think people know this, but apparently there's still people out there that, that do it. So maybe just have the word out there that please don't endorse something that you've never used, don't have the background to educate people on. And ultimately, like you said, it is up to them whether they want to post it or not and up to the consumer, but the consumer needs to know what trouble they're getting their, themselves into. So for now, I would say, not that it's not being done already, but spread the word that, okay, this, this thing's helpful. Don't use it. I mean, did I say helpful? Harmful. I meant harmful. You said helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess start there. Yeah. So I can, yeah, I mean, I can see that. And I think it's up to probably the public to kind of raise up this kind of like, oh gosh, this is not helpful. And so kind of putting it on the public to make others aware. Um, but I can see why you would want governmental kind of intervention. Um, so I guess my question for you, Alexandria, is you were saying, talking about, about like the slippery slope, how it'll start and stuff. And I can understand that as well. I guess my question is, and something Janine brought up, is like cyberbullying. Like I can see why we need regulation for that, but also at the same time, you don't want regulation. So kind of what you would say is the happy medium to kind of, control that but also not be too okay regulated. so i think cyberbullying is an interesting concept because specifically um so i'm not going to talk about things that deal with like racial slurs or things like that where anyone <laughs> that is like a reasonable person a reasonable person would create a lot of pushback against that but i'm going to talk about like say you're in high school and you have social media and you're not popular or something. And then a bunch of people are like, oh, she's not popular. Let's go make fun of her on social media. Um, and just be rude in your comments about how you look or how you dress or anything in that degree. I think that cyberbullying that is so very obviously cyberbullying should be able to, you know, right now you can report it or you can like turn off your comments and things like that. Like there are things that you can do um, to self-regulate. And I think that that's kind of an important aspect of social media, because I think that regardless of like what laws say um, and what general government regulations could be going on, it's not going to prevent those group of teenagers from that group of teenagers from harassing whoever they want to harass. But online, as being online, gives us a particularly interesting thing for self-regulation because you can just turn the comments off or report them, actually. So then maybe even their account will be taken down for a couple hours um, and then they won't do it again. Whereas, you know, in person, I think bullying is an even more 
pressing issue where people can physically hurt each other or just you can't necessarily control like what people are saying around you but social media you as an individual sort of get the choice to do that and i think that people should be allowed to do that within their own pages um my main issue just comes from um the social media organization or the government as a whole um, being able to get to decide for individuals what they say and what they can view. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, but I think I might have cut you off, but I I think in this social media issue, cyberbullying, like you said, is not that much of a pressing issue because there's a lot the person can do to regulate it themselves. But some other things I want to highlight, I'm not sure whether I said it earlier, but there's social media platforms are also home to a lot of misinformation campaigns that I touched on in the beginning. And this one, I didn't say much on because I'm not too sure exactly what to do about it, because a lot of times it's done in secret, but it's also terrorist communications and encouragement. But then with that, it also comes harassment and cyberbullying. And the web engines specifically have sometimes steal personal information and that kind of gives into the loss of free speech and dissent. And one more thing I want to touch on because I somehow didn't say it earlier, but back to personal information stealing. Um, the government should, okay, so the like I said earlier, web engines take personal information like locations, common searches, ad views, and share them with the third-party websites, oftentimes without telling you. I mean, you don't know when this is happening. And so I think this should definitely be regulated because users definitely deserve the right to know what's being done with their info. And if anything has gone wrong in the search engines and also the government should designate penalties for negative environmental contributions. So I read on two websites in particular that say that web engines and websites and certain platforms aren't open with what's going on behind the scenes and what exactly they do if there's a problem or if there's a breach in the system. I think the breach in the system is more of a phrase for like the movies. But you know what I mean, and what they do with your data. And I think that should definitely be regulated and there should be penalties for not knowing what's happening with what you share online. Because I know to an extent, you know that once you post something, it's there for good. Like even if you delete it, it's still there on someone's account, bookmark, screenshot it or something. But I'm talking about more behind behind the scenes, like even more behind the scenes stuff, like with the web engine and platform and the website itself. You don't really know what's going on and what they're doing. Like you give them their phone your phone number upon sign up. Where's that going? Where's your email going? Are you going to go into a huge database of names? that terrorists can pick out of. I don't know, spitballing here. But you know what I mean. So there's a lot of things that you don't know what is happening with. So I think that part should be regulated because users definitely should know what's going on with 
their information. Yeah, so I think that my response to that, I'm going to respond in two parts because, um, so first I'm going to respond to the terrorism thing because I th think that would be the easier part to respond to. Um, I think that as far as regulation of that goes, the most important thing could be not to censor it, um, but to for for the company to automatic like the social media company to automatically notify the government of these um, sorts of threats and actually so a lack of regulation and a lack of censorship there could um, be really helpful to the government in preventing attacks and everything because they can see the entire discourse between um, different possible terrorist um, individuals or organizations um, within an organization to um, just, I think, that sort of free speech, even though it is harmful and would lead to something harmful, as long as it's being reported so that the government and that people can actually get involved and stop it, um, I think could be very helpful um, as far as it's another way that a lack of regulation could be um, could be beneficial towards general society as long as the government does actually get involved there um, because terrorism as a whole is an illegal activity and I'm sure that um, you know it'll be to a certain degree um, any sort of like discourse related to terrorism is probably regulated as it is you can't say it otherwise you'll face consequences and for my last point i think that i'll mention today is just i'm referencing the open web sort of sources and everything i think i don't know exactly but um but i think that um if if a person is on social media signing up for it um if they don't read through all like the privacy things and um, the terms of use and stuff. And within the terms of use, I don't know. I don't read them, <laughs> which is on me. But um, within those, if it says we will be sharing your information, then I think that no, the company technically has a right to do that because you're signing on, you're agreeing to it. But if there's nothing that says that, oh, you – um, your information will be shared with this, this, and this, your phone number will be sent out, your email, etc. Um, I think that that should definitely be rectified. There should be um, regulation on where they can send it if they're not telling you that they're going to send it somewhere um, and that sort of thing. So that's probably where I would get more into the need to regulate it because of privacy concerns. And, if, and I'm sure that there are laws already dealing with um, sharing people's private information without their consent, um, not dealing with social media, but just dealing with people in general. So I think that that should still apply here. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely yeah. see where you're coming from. And I agree with what you're saying. So a lot of these are really up to up to the person themselves. Like, I know <laughs> I'm guilty, too. I don't think anyone I know reads the terms and conditions, <laughs> but there, I'm not sure whether there is, but there should be a regulation that the website has to tell you in their terms and conditions what they're going to do with your information. Because I will say, I've, I've read it one time <laughs> and it didn't say anything, but looking around now in certain websites that have published studies, that website is sharing my information with third-party websites that I didn't know about and didn't agree to. So there should be some sort of regulation that's preventing that. 
Yeah. Right. Definitely. So I think both of you probably have the same goals of transparency, right? And making sure that people know what they're getting into. I think the approaches are obviously different with Janine wanting it to be done through government and Alexandria through individual responsibility, which I think both of you made really great points. And there's definitely a lot to think about. Um, as far as that, unless there's anything else you guys want to say, I think that would be it. Yeah, no, I would just say thank you for having me. This has been great. It's been really fun. <laughs> thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you wanted to come on. Thank yeah. you. So thank you, everybody, for tuning into this week's episode. And thank you, Alexandria, for agreeing to come on and have this discussion. And this was a peaceful discussion. And I'm glad we were able to have it. Next week, we will be discussing abortion <laughs> with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, we will have everybody from, and our special guest will be from students to possibly a few teachers, which is very exciting. So thank you all for tuning in and see you all next week.